Back again, back again, episode 8. Penance. I changed into roughly made pants. Extras from a boy named Fenris, who Nat had correctly pegged as about my size. I received a new chest plate and a helmet. I'd never had a helmet before. I realized only after it had been handed to me, because I was always supposed to be visible, a sign of fear, from a tall girl, Silas, and her partner, Rowena, at the other end of the camp. Rowena started when they saw me. Silas smiled. Sort of sad, sort of wry. I hope these serve you well, she said, and as if I were an old friend, she put a hand to my cheek. May you find more protection in them than Tiana did. It was then I noticed that they would caught in the tent. It was then that I connected the pieces, how such a poorly funded group came into spare armor. It hadn't been stolen from the palace. It was being repurposed from a dead girl. It was not as lovely as my home at the palace had been, made to match my sword, a gift of affection and status from from the prince, but it had belonged to someone that was loved, loved fiercely, and now these people, Rowena and Silas, were giving away a piece of her in the hopes it would someday save my life. Kindness. Again, I was reminded of the way the world could be. Kindness and kindness and kindness to make all of us better than before. I didn't know how to say, may I hug you? I didn't even know the word for hug. But I did know thank you, and thank you, and thank you, and I did know I'm sorry, and she was brave, I am sure of it. And then I didn't need to ask. Because Silas, near a foot taller than me, pulled me into a hug and slumped enough to set her chin on the top of my head and said, Remember her when you wear it. Do not forget. And then something I didn't understand, and I couldn't bear to ask her to repeat it, so I said, and hoped I was right in guessing her meaning, I will. Night faded into day, faded into night, over and over again. I found that evenings brought campfires, brought circles where friends laughed and sang songs and told stories. I made rough friends and learned more about Rosea, the country in its totality, its people and its history, in those early days with the Fretham than I'd learned in all of my time with the prince. I found myself drawn to Silas, who taught me more of Rosea's constellations and didn't make faces when I asked her to repeat herself or got lost in her lines of thought. She liked to think and think and think out loud, but Rowena pushed her towards me when she got like this, laughing, Take her away, take her away, my ears are near to bursting. They 
Rowena, they, they were kind too. They spent most of their days helping to cook or gather food or take food to whoever needed. And I, ever curious, found myself peering over their shoulder and trying my best to help. I spent a lot of time with Rhea. A lot of time with Iolo, because she was never far from Rhea's side these days, though any mention of our life at the palace before the camp was strictly off-limits. Iolo told stories, Rhea sang, so tentative it almost wasn't real, I gave my hands and my time to whatever they were working on. I talked a lot about things that didn't matter just to let the words out of my chest. I let Rhea guide the conversations. I didn't see much of Kalia. She spent most of her time in meetings, making rounds, checking in with Nat and her catalogue, helping to form parties to travel to villages all over Rysea to beg supplies or deliver supplies or drum up interest for the cause. Every time I tried to accompany her on one of these, she'd shut me out with a wry smile. No, I thus. Go find something else to do. I won't have you staring over my shoulder to report back to your promethee my name is Elias, I would remind her, but she would shrug. Do something to make me care. I didn't know what that something was when I was blocked out of anything that would have made a difference, so I was Elahitida when she was only slightly vexed with me, and Aistas or Rex Tyrannus when I was in her way. I sparred with Hast's crew. Two days in a row, three days in a row, with Hast watching on the sidelines, eyes slitted and arms crossed, tightly coiled like a snake contemplating a strike. She snapped things at her trainees. She's open, she's defenseless, will you let this Theskina murder you too? But she refused to fight me herself. I don't think it was out of fear or embarrassment at the thought of her losing. I, I really don't. I just... I think, at that point, if she'd let herself start swinging at me, she wouldn't have stopped until one of us was dead. Training with Hast's crew lasted until one of her friends took her practice sword, wooden, heavy, to my forehead, upon which I'd blacked out a great, great picture of glory. I'd woken up with Kalia kneeling over me, Fingers hovering above my forehead, her face softer than it had ever been while I was awake, and I was just woozy enough and just stupid enough to smile dopely back and slur, Lovely to see you, before she snarled something incomprehensible and stopped away. By the time I'd gotten to my fate, Kalia was arguing with Hast. Hast, though she did not appear to be winning the argument, was, at the very least, giving up no ground. I didn't ever find out what that conversation was about. My hearing had gone a bit odd. I think I'm concussed, I told Rhea that night, in English as I squinted at the fire, which in my current state seemed far too bright, and tried not to throw up. A blanket that Silas had dredged up wrapped around my shoulders. Rhea sat next to me. And Yolo sprawled on the ground beside us, just so she would be able to tilt her head into Rhea's lap. Do you think I'm concussed? Rhea frowned. She'd replaced her bandages with a strip of cloth, wrapped round her head, and it made her eyebrows do funny things. 
Elias, I don't know what that means. Bonked. I laughed. I winced, instantly regretting my noise and movement as my forehead throbbed. Elias, I don't know what that means either. It's when you... I waved my hand. When you get hit hard and your brain goes sideways. I think I am. It doesn't matter. I'll be fine soon. I'm magic, remember? Yolo sighed. Raisayan, please, you both. Rhea leaned down and kissed her forehead. In Raisayan, she said. Sorry, love. I looked away, wanting to give them a private moment. Despite myself, my heart hurt almost as much as my head. I missed doing that with... I didn't miss doing that with anyone. I missed sitting where Yolo sat now with Rhea, with... Just with Rhea. But... I'd made a mess of things with Rhea. A big, sopping mess. I'm sorry, I said carefully in Rise and pitched low. About your eye. About using the wrong words and breaking your trust. Rhea's face soured in the firelight, but she kept her face turned towards Iolo. She was still upset, not that she'd had reason to stop, but she didn't want to show it. I didn't know how to fix this between us, but I didn't know where to start if it was not with an apology. She cut me off. We are both here. That is what matters most. I knew that wasn't the whole truth. We are both here, and that is what matters could coexist with. I did something reckless and didn't understand the consequence of it, and you got hurt, and I tried to tell her so, starting in Rizean and switching to English not more than a handful of words in. It matters what happened to you. It matters that I was a part of it, and I love you and do not want to tell you to stop loving me too, but you are allowed to consider it, because it isn't that different than what the Queen had said. Elias. Rhea snapped, and she sounded dangerously close to crying. Stop. Stop talking about it. So I changed the subject. Something flipping over and going sour in my stomach. Kalia doesn't trust me to help here, I said in English casting out for neutral ground, then hastily repeated myself in messier Rizean. Starting a sentence with Kalia and ending it in the language of kings and tyrants was not a good idea. Rhea bit her lip, consciously uncurling her nails from where they'd started digging into the log. Iolo sighed and threw a hand up into the air. When you still speak like a king every time you have the chance, I am not surprised. I don't. I started then stopped. I did do that. To Rhea, as often as I could. 
I sought her out because I loved her, but just as much because I wanted to speak without tracing my words ten steps over in my mind first. I chose English to mutter under my breath, to curse in even when around other people, to sing in as I was working. You're right. I do. Iolo let a sharp smile slide over her face, shadows casting it even harder in the firelight. Honesty? Humility. Those are good steps, too. Shh. Maria said to Iolo, but she was grinning. A soft little thing that said, Thank you for being the mean one, and thank you for being mine. She tucked a piece of hair away from Iolo's face. I did not feel lonely, and I did not feel jealous of their affections. You need her to trust you. If you are to succeed as Rex et Poeta, it's so that. Poeta is missing, I grumbled. And Rex of Soldat doesn't believe in prophecies. I'd told Rhea this already in English. Iolo hadn't heard. She squawked out a laugh. But your sword... I know. Her eyes... I'm aware. She does not stop staring at you, you know, Rhea murmured. You both call to each other. It's fate. I jumped. She stares at me? Iolo and Rhea both hummed something akin to a yes. I tried to run a hand through my hair and gave up as it caught in the curls. She, she probably thinks it's because I'll kill someone if she stops watching. She believes in magic. She just doesn't believe in prophecy. Fate. Either. Cassian and her would get along in that regard. Even if their opinions on what to do with a prophecy, if fate didn't exist, was a Venn diagram with no overlap. I'll be magic in her place, the Olo offered, voice light. She wiggled her eyebrows. I'll be king. Share with me a bit of your power, Elihidida. Don't be selfish. I laughed. On most days, the days that weren't Rhea's bad days, we'd become something closer to friends, Iolo and I. Now that I'd chosen a side, now that I was trying to make some attempt at atoning for what I'd done. That, and there was something about both of us setting a castle on fire. Something about loving the same person. Of course, then, there were Rhea's bad days. And then, it was better for all three of us if I was not there and I could not blame her for whatever was said to me. That would be easier, I conceded. Nothing good is easy, Rhea cut in. You have to try harder, Elias. Stop spending all of your time with us. Learn. Get involved. Stop acting like a tyrant or a lost puppy if you want to be treated like an equal. There it was. The kick to the face I knew she'd been sitting on, trying to find a way to say since this conversation began. 
she was right. As always, she was right. I, I will. I promised. I paused. Do either of you know the rule about sleeping with concussions? Back Again, Back Again is written and produced by me, Abigail Eliza. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or supporting Back Again, Back Again on Patreon at patreon.com slash backagainpodcast where you'll gain access to bloopers, annotated transcripts, episode sneak peeks, and more. If you'd like to hear more about the show, visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr at Back Again Podcast or on TikTok at Abigail Eliza Writes. Our outro music is Nightingales by Pierce Murphy from the album To Japan and is licensed under an attribution license. The song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org. Visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page. Sound effect attribution, similarly, can be found in the episode description. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around. Please remember that this world always tries to make you feel more alone than you truly are. There are people out there who will love you without condition or expectation, and you will find them. The light-soaked days are coming. I promise. You are so, so very loved. I hope you have a wonderful day. In those early days with the Fretham that I'd learned in all of my time with Cassian. Cassian. Fuck. Ah, I say his name again. Before she snarled something incomprehensible and stomped away. <laughs>